Creative Babble. This episode contains depictions of violence and may not be suitable for all audiences. Hey guys, before we begin, I want to emphasize that what you're about to hear is a very, very disturbing story. It contains audio describing forced sexual activities and details about real murders. So if you're uncomfortable with that, this might not be the show for you. So just warning, it's a heavy one. Okay, here we go. They combed all through the 95-acre wooded property, looking for a sign, anything, that will help them find the missing couple. The sheriff's investigators are on foot, walking through the thick woods. That's when they heard the knocking. At first, they thought it was an animal, so they stopped and listened. No, it, it can't be an animal. The banging noise they were hearing was coming from inside a shipping container, sitting on the property. That's the sound of a chainsaw cutting through steel chains. Yes, pull that one first. All right, let them get ready. Come on, come on. The investigators pry open the shipping container. Watch out, y'all move. Sheriff's office. Are you okay? Great boy. Go. You have any weapons? Go. Through, okay. What's your name? What's your name, Major? All right. Just the girl. Just the girl. Just How the are girl. you, honey? This We're is bolt cutters. This is our best. He's a paramedic. Oh yeah. Okay. We're gonna get you out of there. Okay. Just hang loose for me. Anybody got? A, I need a handcuff key. Handcuff key. I don't. I got it right here. You're okay. We're here. Okay. Yes, sir. Just jump it the woman sitting in the back of the shipping container is chained to the wall. Let's get her out of here. We're getting bolt cutters, honey. Don't, don't. Bolt cutters. Did both feet. Just one. Let me see. Attached to a chain from okay. the wall, okay. and my neck's attached to the wall up here. Okay. All right. All right, we're going to get you out okay? Do you know where your buddy is? Charlie? Yes. He shot him. He shot him? Who did? Todd Colehep shot Charlie Carver three times in the chest, wrapped him in a blue tarp, put him in the bucket of the tractor, walked me down here, and I never seen him again. Okay. He says he's dead and buried. He says there's several bodies dead and buried out here, and he okay. says that the dogs will be ruined if they go looking because there's red pepper. You see, red pepper is believed to throw off the scent of search dogs. He says there's pepper everywhere. The woman inside the shipping container, her name is Kayla Brown. The man she says shot and killed her boyfriend, Charlie, is Todd Kohep. This week's story is about Todd Kohep, a successful owner of a real estate company, a man who has keys to God knows how many houses, a man with a dark past, but yet managed to get his real estate license, a man pretending to be one of us. My name is Javier Leva, and this is Pretend Radio. Stories about real people pretending to be someone else. While investigators were freeing Kayla Brown from her chains inside the shipping container, authorities were a couple miles away knocking on Kohep's front door. Kohep answers. 
He greets the authorities and leans on the side of the porch and blocks the entryway. Based on the fact that you were the last person to see Damon, um, based on the information um, that we received um, and that he's received, um, we have a search warrant. Okay? Okay. Okay. We are mainly looking for your cell phone. Okay? Kohep gestures and offers to get his cell phone from inside the house. He seems relaxed. The investigators, on the other hand, seem very nervous. I don't know for sure, but my guess is that these cops are beginning to understand the enormity of the situation and are terrified about what they're about to discover. Well, what I, need, I need to go in with, we, we, I, me, at least one other, me or, and at least him need to go in with you. Remember, all this is happening at the same time. They're serving Kohlhepp a warrant while a team of investigators are searching his 95-acre property a few miles away. As soon as they found Kayla locked inside the shipping container, the investigators returned to Kohlhepp's house. All right, this is where we're at, Mr. Kohlhepp. While we were here, all right, my sergeant served a search warrant on your property. Okay? We have Kayla. We have Kayla in your property. She was locked in a container. Okay? She has told us that you shot and killed Charlie. Okay? So at this time, I'm going to need you to stand up and put your hands behind your back. Okay? You're under arrest right now for kidnapping. All right? They're going to continue to search your property. They're going to continue to bring... They got cadaver dogs down there. Okay? If you want to help yourself, tell me where Charlie's at so we can go find his body. That's that's pretty much where we're at right now. Okay. Do you want to help yourself and tell me where the body's at so we can go recover Charlie's body? No, sir. You don't want to? No, sir. Okay. Why'd you shoot him? I didn't shoot anybody, sir. Okay, why'd you lock her in a container in your property? I was talking She's on your property right now, locked in a container. They just got her out of a, like a, um, they called it a shipping conics box. She was locked in a container in a conics box. They got her. A conics box is a type of shipping container. You know, a 30-foot long steel box, like the kind you see at a cargo port or a rail station. We're, we have investigators. We have like 20 investigators on your property right now. And they have found her in the Connex box. So she never left your property. Okay, Okay, you locked her in the Connex box, and she has told investigators that you shot and killed Charlie. Okay, so I'm trying to give you an opportunity to help yourself and help us, help you find this body. Because she's saying Charlie's body, you buried Charlie's body on that property. That's right. So you're saying you didn't lock her up, you didn't put her in the conic box or anything? I'm going to need an attorney. Probably a good thing. Go ahead and put him in the back of your car. Sir. Yes, sir. I'm not resisting. Okay. Stand up for me. Will you stand up for me? Colehead stands up and is taken into custody. Meanwhile, Kayla, the girl locked up in the shipping container, continues to talk to investigators on the way to the hospital. The audio you're about to hear was recorded inside an ambulance, so it might be a little hard to understand. The first, like, two weeks 
Just in case you didn't get all that, Kayla described her living conditions. She said she was basically chained up like an animal. She said Kohup would check in on her every day around 1 and 3 o'clock in the afternoon. He would occasionally take her to the nearby building on the property. There, she said, he would beat and sexually assault her. Then, he would return around 7 p.m. and do it all over again. If she didn't cooperate, he would threaten to shoot her. So... How did this happen? How did Kayla Brown and her boyfriend Charlie end up in this situation? Kayla says Todd Kohep hired her and Charlie to clear some underbrush from his land. She says they followed Kohep into his 95-acre property. Kohep gets out of his car and unlocks the gate. They drive in. Then Kohep locks the gate behind them. Kayla didn't think much about it at the time because she thought it was a farm and maybe he was trying to contain animals. They drive up to the building, they get out, and Kohep hands him hedge clippers and a bottle of water. Kohep walks back inside the building and when he returns, he pulls a gun out and shoots Charlie three times in the chest. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I, um, this is Spartanburg County Sheriff Chuck Wright. Close, wanted to uh, kind of confirm some stuff that you guys have been asking. We, we did find a, a, a body in a, in a shallow grave uh, on this piece of property around 10 o'clock this morning. We have absolutely right now no way of knowing how this person deceased, whether it's male or female or any of those kind of things. Yeah, come on, show me. Investigators took Kohep back to his property and asked him to describe what happened. Similar circumstances. Okay. So, when you shot him, you shot him how many times again, did we say? Three times. Okay. And when he fell, what happened then? What did you do after you shot him? I secured her. How did you secure her? Uh, took her in there, put her on the ground, put her in handcuffs. Uh, got got her basically uh, where she wasn't a threat, wasn't going anywhere, wasn't doing anything. Okay. Uh, then came back here and reassessed him. And what did you, how did you, re, when you reassessed him, what was your determination at that time? I put another, I put another 40 in his chest. Okay. So you shot him how many times? Three times. Three times total? Three times total. Okay. Basically explained that I wasn't going to rape her or anything, uh, and then got her to calm down. She wanted to see the body. That wasn't going to happen. Kayla says Kohep 
got rid of the body and immediately locked her in the shipping container. She lived there for two months. So, how were investigators able to find Kayla alive? First, they got multiple search warrants to track Kayla and Charlie's cell phones. They were able to identify a general area, but but it wasn't precise. Then, the police checked Kayla's Facebook records and found several messages about her and Charlie working at Todd Kohlhepp's property in Moore, South Carolina. The messages included descriptions of a large wooded property. That's when police put it together. The 95-acre property matched the cell phone towers. This is the last place any outgoing communication was made by the couple. Kayla made it out alive. But unfortunately, this isn't Todd Kohep's first killing. Remember, when investigators first found Kayla, she said that Kohep had several bodies buried in his property. She was right. Police found two more bodies in addition to Charlie buried near the building. They didn't just find one body. Authorities found two bodies buried near the property. Their names were Megan and Johnny Coxie. Todd Kohep met Megan when she was waitressing at a Waffle House. I'll let Todd Kohep tell the story. This is tape of him talking to investigators. I met her there. Okay. At the Waffle House. Basically, I'll her the job, offered to let him go in and do come work as well. Kohep got Megan a job clearing brush from his property. Hmm, sounds familiar? Yeah, Megan and Johnny's story is eerily similar to Kayla and Charlie's situation. Two couples offered to work at Kohep's property. Uh, the next day, she the next day, this was over several days, the next day she was in the paper, most shots. I guess you guys had arrested her for um, meth or some shit, uh, Hair, I don't know. Something was in her bloodstream, and you took her kids away. Okay. Um, I asked her about it, and she informed me that, yeah, she had drug issues and with that. Okay. Actually, Megan Coxie was charged with child neglect after her baby tested positive for heroin. Not meth. Anyway, Todd says he picked up Megan and Johnny and took them to his property to get supplies. And got them out of my building... And that's when Johnny pulled a knife out, mm-hmm. and you shot. I shot. What'd you do with his knife? Oh no, I don't keep that kind of crap. You just threw it out. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I. What did she do when you shot Johnny? What did she do when Johnny pulled the knife out? What did she say? Nothing. So you think she was planning on the planning of this? I think she entirely was in the plan of it. Okay. There was there was no. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, what are you doing? It was mm-hmm. that. This was her actions were. She knew he was doing that. Mm-hmm. They saw a guy who had a shitload of money, driving mm-hmm. a car they can't afford. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a car, and they were going to get something. Okay. Um, so then you shot him how many times? Shot him twice. Okay. In the chest. Okay. He dropped forward. Mm-hmm. He dropped forward. I went around him and put another one through a spinal column. Okay, and you shot her? Not exactly. And just like with Kayla, Kohep didn't shoot Megan Coxie. The girl that was with Johnny, did you shoot her? Not at that time. Okay, what happened with her? She panicked, and then she said, I told her to sit down. She sat down. Mm-hmm. Uh, went ahead and cuffed her. Mm-hmm. 
patted her down, mm -hmm. told her I wasn't going to hurt her. Mm -hmm. uh, she calmed down, mm -hmm. and I actually took her to the Connex. No, that's not true. I had her lay there for a while. I didn't know what to do with her. Um, I didn't want her in my Connex because I had stuff in there. I didn't know what the hell to do with it. Mm -hmm. You see, this is what I don't understand. He's sitting here with these investigators. He has nothing to lose. He's going to spend the rest of his life in prison. So why is he rationalizing these killings and kidnappings? You're telling me that this just happened? He keeps hiring these couples to clean out his property and then happens to shoot the men and kidnap the women? I mean, he obviously takes a lot of pride in his killings. So why not just admit it? For the first time, I was having a little bit of a panic of what the hell do I do with her? Mm-hmm. Uh, put her here, put her there, drop her, what the hell do I do? Do I call the cops? Oh shit, I got legal guns. Uh, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Uh, what do I do with her? Mm -hmm. Um, she was actually crazy, man. That's what you said earlier. Uh, I told her I wasn't going to touch her, wasn't going to rape her, wasn't going to her. Uh, just calm the hell down and let me sort this shit out. Mm -hmm. Somewhere between I did that, I, well, I shot him, set the, the back tight in the back, got her to calm down, and kept coming back and forth trying to figure out what to do, but I had her cuffed, mm -hmm. and she wouldn't go anywhere. Kohep restrained Megan, and now he has to figure out what to do with Johnny's body. Put her back there, told her to calm the hell down, let me rethink this crap. Um, let me see what the hell I'm trying to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. um, when got Johnny, went over there and dug a hole, um, dug that, stuck him in it, covered it up. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot more work than you think. Uh, did that, went back and dealt with her, tried to figure out what to do with her. Really wasn't sure. Went and got food, fed the girl. Uh, fed her after she tried to rob you? Man, what are you going to do with her? I don't want to shoot her. You see, that's what's terrifying about Todd Kohep. He's not the type of serial killer you see in the movies. He doesn't collect body parts in his fridge. He doesn't taunt the media with riddles. He seems like a very logical guy. I know lots of guys just like him. You do too. I mean, I can't have some crazy batshit woman going back. I mean, she was going bipolar left and right. She wouldn't calm down like... Up, down, up, down, up, down. So she didn't mellow out like Kayla did? No, not at all. She did finally calm down, but... She wasn't upset. What made you decide to shoot her? I'll get to that. Okay. Mm. Uh, I wasn't going to shoot her. Okay. I was going to give her money. Okay. Uh, I don't know why the hell she went the hell off. I held her. I hate the kidnapping part. I'm going to get another one. I held her there for a couple days. How many days? Five or six. Okay. Um, I... Every, every other damn day, she wanted Little Caesar's Pizza. I ate that shit. Oh, it gives me heartburn. Uh, Little Caesar's Pizza, Dr. Pepper, cinnamon rolls, and freaking Newports. This makes no sense. She has a very unhealthy lifestyle. I get it. He's trying to watch his weight. But that doesn't mean he has to lock her up in a shipping container. So what happened with Megan? Um, put him there... Fed her for a couple of days, <clears throat> proceeded to go ahead, mostly just left her the hell alone. Mm -hmm. uh, left her alone. I didn't know what to do with her. And then she kept burning shit. I come in and all of a sudden find that she burnt her blanket and she burnt this. She's sitting next to 100,000 rounds of ammo. 
love of God, please stop burning shit. Mm-hmm. If that thing goes off, do you know what? Do you know what that would do to a neighborhood? Looking back, giving her cigarettes is quite a nice mistake. <clears throat> Told her basically that if she would just chill the hell out. Mm-hmm. You don't know me. You don't know very much about me. You don't have shit. And last time I could check from what was online, she had a warrant really looking for her ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you an envelope for $4,000. I'll drive you up to damn Tennessee. I'll drop your ass off somewhere. If you got any common sense on this planet, you'll go left and I'll go right. What'd she say? Oh, she got so excited, I got my dick sucked. Uh, she did? Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't bad. Um, go. Please, go. Don't come back. It seemed like an easy, it seemed like an easy solution. Uh, she didn't really know my name. She didn't know my address. She didn't know where I lived. When I first met her, I mean, I told her who I was, but I just told her I was a realtor. She didn't really know me. She was going to take it. She was happy. She was happy as hell for, like, two days. Okay. She was happy as hell. Okay. Uh, the last day, I went over there, uh, opened the connex up. She burned half the freaking building. Uh, went to get her out, and then all of a sudden, it's like I had a caged animal on my hands. I don't know what the hell... What the hell she went from, I'm so freaking happy in the world to be, I'm going to go to Tennessee with money and I'm going to restart my life and thank you, thank you, thank you, mm-hmm. to bad shit crazy. Uh, Tell them just a minute. I got you. At that point, I tried to walk her out of the building. I just had enough. I walked outside. I was trying to calm down. I forgot what the hell to do with her, what to do with her, what to do with her. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she walked outside. I walked. I walked her outside. I walked her outside. I put a forty in the back of her head. I didn't know what to do with her, man. Um, one side, I really wanted to drop her. The next side, I really. It's not. <laughs> I kind of wanted to save her ass. Almost nearly identical circumstances. Two troubled couples looking for work lured by a successful real estate agent. Both women witnessed their lovers shot and killed right in front of them. Both locked up in a container inside a 95-acre property where nobody could hear them cry for help. If you ask Kohab, it's all coincidence. He never wanted any of this. Um, the Connex was not meant to be a cage. Okay. All that change shit was after the fact. Okay. Connex was designed for my food and my weapons and to secure my four wheeler before I had the building built. Okay. The back area that's all wood, mm-hmm. that wasn't designed for them. Mm-hmm. That was designed for my stuff. The land was supposed to be my Sanctuary. Yeah, not my killing field. Right. <laughs> I understand. Not that being my killing field. Um, it was supposed to be the place where I go to relax and get away from people and not deal with this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, this this killing really bothered because it was such needless bullshit. Uh, hell, I was giving him money. Why were you mm-hmm. robbing me? When investigators asked him about Kayla, you know, the woman found alive in the Connex container, he had this to say. 
up there at the the spot where you took Charlie. Mm-hmm. There were two holes dug. Mm-hmm. What was your intent with the second hole? Hadn't decided yet. Was that possibly for Kayla? Yes, sir. Okay. She came real close. Really? She has no idea. More than once. Next time on Pretend Radio, we'll take you back to the beginning. Was Todd Kohlhepp always a monster? When did his violent behavior start? And is he considered a serial killer? Well, by definition, yes. A serial killer is someone who murders three or more people, usually to satisfy some sort of repulsive desire. So, so, so far, we've talked about three murders, but there's more. Did he ever tell you how many people he's killed out there? He liked to brag that he was a serial killer and a mass murderer. He said he was going to kill more people because he had dreams of his body count being in three digits. He said right now it was still high two digits. That's next time on Pretend Radio. Hey everyone, can you believe it? We are more than halfway through season one. I hope you're enjoying the show. It looks like you are because you're telling your friends. I could tell. This is awesome. But you know what would be even more awesome? If you considered donating a buck a show. You know, this show requires a lot of time and a lot of money to put together. And we already have so many cool ideas for season two, but it actually requires travel, a lot of research. So consider donating a dollar a show. So if each of you donate a buck, we could really keep this thing going. So visit pretendradio.org and look for the donate tab and consider dropping a dollar. We really appreciate you listening and telling your friends and supporting the show. It means the world to me. All right, guys. See you next time. Creative Power.